Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. From KCBS Radio, I'm Mallory Samara in for Matt Pittman, and this is Bay Current for Friday, June 3rd. Yeah, the person was unconscious, and then the person came out of consciousness but was high on Molly now. Yeah, on Telegraph Avenue, on a crowded night at the Legionnaire, a family bar known for its late-night crowds and concerts, Allison Heller and her colleague Dean Schuld recently administered a dose of Narcan to an unsuspecting bargoer high on ecstasy. Narcan saved the man's life. The drugs he was using were laced with fentanyl, and when Heller and Schuld administered the life-saving nasal spray, he was unconscious. But this isn't an uncommon situation for Bay Area residents to find themselves in. Locals have either seen an opioid-related death in their neighborhoods or know a close friend who has accidentally overdosed. In response, community members are taking action to mitigate opioid-related deaths. So, um, you know how you're going to check their rate, you're, you're also taking visual cues. Do they have, like, cocaine on their nose so they're yeah. going to, like, hold you back? Um, any response, take your fist, and you're going to do what's called a sternum rub. So right here, you're going to really hard, there's a wrap right here. If you're not seeing any response, they're not, like, a little... That's Allison Heller. She's the co-founder of FentCheck, started in 2019. On a recent Saturday afternoon at Ghost Town Brewing on Adeline Street, KCBS Radio's Sydney Fishman attended a fundraising event for FentCheck. The group's volunteers passed out harm reduction supplies and raised money for the small nonprofit, and Heller gave a demonstration on how to use Narcan. Heller explains how she first started working in harm reduction. We are, uh, we really innovated this technique for bringing harm reduction to demographics that don't really know that harm reduction is for them. Uh, and so at first there was a lot of doubt and surprise and uh, venues that were kind of worried if this was going to make them look a certain kind of way. But once working with the community, the surprise and the, the enthusiasm that we see from these venues is off the charts. Oh. We're seeing that every venue is going through their strips, and patrons are so happy to see them. They're thanking the staff. They're going out of their way to go specifically to these venues because they offer these resources. Um, And every single venue has been just more and more excited about this. Along with Heller's colleague, Dean Schold, they've been supplying test strips and Narcan to locations throughout the Bay so that those using drugs can test their supply safely and efficiently. The organization orders the fentanyl testing strips from a Canada-based company called BTNX. Then they add simple instructions to the packaging and distribute them to various venues. 
Heller's outreach comes at a moment when fentanyl-related overdoses in the Bay Area are at an all-time high. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, about 7 out of 10 overdose deaths in the city are related to fentanyl. The San Francisco coroner's office estimates that there were nearly 700 accidental overdoses in 2021, and fentanyl was the leading cause of those deaths. But Heller's organization, which has provided testing strips to over 40 venues across the Bay Area, has declared its efforts as an act of resistance. So FentCheck uh, originally was just an act of um, an act of protest. We would buy fentanyl test strips through DanceSafe or through the internet, and we would post them into bathrooms and on telephone signs in San Francisco and just observe how the demand was so there. Um, people were really excited about these. Um, then we applied for 501c3 status to make it easier to procure fentanyl test strips, and we got that right before the pandemic. Um, fentanyl test strips are incredible. They are, are overdose prevention. Sometimes it's not enough. And um, uh, Narcan is death prevention. We also do Narcan training with our venues, uh, all oh. the bars. Uh, and we've had several situations where our bartenders have jumped and sprung into action and saved lives. Um, we also see things like um, we've, we've, we get comments that people have taken, we also provide free Narcan, they've used it at other events, uh, and people who have made a decision not to do their drugs because it showed up positive for fentanyl. Fentanyl is often mixed into recreational drugs like cocaine, ecstasy, and Xanax. It's 100 times more potent than morphine and almost 50 times more powerful than heroin. People who've been using testing strips are often occasional drug users with a low tolerance for opioids. And if their drugs are laced with fentanyl, they are much more likely to overdose. The othering around um, street-based harm reduction versus what just all for everybody harm reduction is, um, you see it highlights a lot of this classism and racism. I do believe that what is these fentanyl test strips that are being freely distributed in the Tenderloin do camps to street-based harm reduction uh, organizations are just as meaningful and powerful to folks who don't regularly use drugs but uh, bought an eight ball for New Year's Eve or are going to a concert and are taking Molly or ecstasy. Um, and uh, these these are people who have such a low tolerance to opioids, they're very much more likely to die. However, some business owners are not as thrilled about giving test strips to the public. Many bar owners say it's because testing strips could encourage more drug use, influencing them to say no to providing harm reduction supplies. These businesses worry it could send the wrong message. Trying to get Narcan into some venues, there's just a lot of misinformation out there. I did have a venue owner um, say, oh, no, we can't have Narcan here because people act all crazy after they're given it. That just kind of took my breath away, no pun intended. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we definitely have some pushback from venues that were really concerned about if they would look like a bar with a problem. And uh, remarkably, those bars are bars with problems. And, you know, it's a, so that's been interesting. But, um, you know, largely the, the criticism against Ventric seems to be more aligned with eugenics. Like if you're using drugs, you probably deserve this. It's a consequence. And I just don't hold any space for that kind of argument. Largely, California is a trendsetter. Um, and especially the Bay Area. Uh, we're really excited. Uh, uh, Libby Schaap supports us and just tweeted about us. And uh, hopefully this <laughs> yeah. echoes throughout the country. Harm reduction focuses on reducing the pain caused by drugs, 
similar to providing nicotine patches to people who are quitting smoking tobacco or needle exchange programs that give clean needles to people who inject drugs. Heller says that harm reduction, especially in places like the Bay Area, can help people who are struggling with addiction feel less stigmatized, and she hopes to bring harm reduction education to schools in the community. It's a big goal for FedCheck to actually end up in more schools. I would like to be part of health class. Um, I do think that college students should know about Narcan and fentanyl before their first day of school. We managed to really keep the number of overdose deaths flat through the first two waves of the overdose epidemic, the prescription opioid wave and the heroin wave. That's Dr. Philip Coffin, the director of substance use research at the San Francisco Department of Public Health. He says that the introduction of fentanyl into the drug market is more alarming than people may realize. While the rest of the country had escalating overdose mortality, we kept it flat. And I think that's a testament to the work done by the, um, by the providers and by people who use drugs um, to keep each other safe and take care of the community. The introduction of fentanyl into San Francisco, like everywhere else that it's been introduced, led to a huge increase in mortality, as you said. The main driver of this is the fact that Fentanyl is far more potent. It results in overdose a lot more frequently, and those overdoses proceed to death. They progress from not breathing to cardiac arrest much faster than heroin or other prescription opioid uh, overdose events. So the likelihood of death for somebody using fentanyl compared to heroin is about four times higher. And that's consistent with about what we've seen in the mortality. Dr. Coffin says that because of harm reduction community programs, the center has been able to track how many overdoses are directly related to fentanyl and where the highest number of deaths are concentrated. And another data source that, that we use is, uh, is the community. So the syringe access programs and naloxone programs are a fantastic source of information that, uh, um, that comes from, directly from the community and people uh, who have experience with drugs on the street and are able to give us uh, you know, real world information, sort of what we call in research that qualitative data of the, the life experience of what people are going through, which is really, really, really critical to understanding the larger numbers that we can get from other sources. But he notes that while overdoses are decreasing because of harm reduction, it hasn't made a drastic difference due to the amount of fentanyl that's been introduced to the current drug supply. He says that implementing a safe consumption site, which allows a safe space for people struggling with addiction to either use drugs or seek treatment, could drastically lower the number of overdoses. Senate Bill 57, authored by Senator Scott Weiner of San Francisco, allows pilot programs for safe consumption sites in cities like Oakland, San Francisco, and Los Angeles, and would allow each city to decide how they would like to participate with these programs. SB 57 removes a prohibition that would make these programs illegal under the federal government. The Tenderloin Linkage Center, which opened in January 2022 on Market Street, 
is one of California's safe consumption pilot programs, but San Francisco is still far behind other cities like Vancouver, where North America's first legal supervised safe consumption site was started in 2003. Other programs, uh, one of the other sites or services that's been associated with reduced opioid overdose is the uh, safe consumption sites or overdose prevention sites, like the one in Vancouver that uh, was associated with, I think, about a 40% reduction in overdose mortality. So all of these interventions do a pretty good job of reducing overdose death, particularly prior to fentanyl. With fentanyl, they still prevent about as many deaths, but there's four times as many deaths. So it ends up being a smaller proportion of the deaths that we're preventing, which means that we have to be really innovative and really try to explore every opportunity that we have and intensify the interventions that work so that we can get the most out of them that we can. Uh, in the meantime, one of the really important things that the city is trying to move towards with things like the Tenderloin Linkage Center are places where people can be and be safe. We know one of the things that happened over the last 20 years was the closure of a lot of drop-in sites where people who use drugs used to be able to go to. And this led to uh, both a lot more you know, use on the street or use in isolation, which increases overdose death and frankly increases the sort of visual issue of having people using drugs on the street, which people in the neighborhood may be uncomfortable with. Um, so by trying to start to have some places where people can actually be, that's not the street, that's not in public view of kids coming home from school or something like that, is an important step that is beneficial for everyone in the community. Although there is more community research and harm reduction education, Coffin says there's still a lot of work to be done in increasing the efficacy of testing strips, as well as making sure more residents are carrying these supplies in case of an overdose. So, you know, it's interesting, and, I, and I've definitely seen the Narcan and fentanyl test strips at uh, entertainment venues, and I think that's fantastic for a couple of reasons. The first off is that Things like Narcan or Naloxone, it's a bystander response intervention. So usually it's not going to be the person who overdoses, who self-administers Naloxone, it's gonna be somebody else. We know that the people most likely to be present when a person using drugs overdoses is another person using drugs. So most of the Naloxone distribution efforts are trying to reach people who use drugs, in particular who use opioids, because they're gonna be the ones most likely to overdose and the ones most likely to be present when somebody else overdoses. We also really try to get naloxone into the hands of people who use other drugs, things like cocaine or methamphetamine, because those are, sometimes it's fentanyl and it's mistaken for cocaine or methamphetamine. And we've had a number of deaths related to that. In addition, we try to get it out a little bit more widely because we know that sometimes once in a while, we see pills pop up that look like something else and is actually fentanyl. And so there, there's a concern that people trying to use other drugs that don't carry the same overdose risk might accidentally access fentanyl and we'll lose even more lives. So we really want anyone who accesses any drugs outside of the medical system to have naloxone on hand, Narcan, and know how to use it 
and uh, hopefully use be be present with somebody else who's not using the drug at the exact same time and can respond if something goes awry. Um, the fentanyl test strips are our best option for trying to detect fentanyl in drugs that shouldn't be fentanyl. These are these are imperfect. They're not perfect tools. There are some issues, some false positives with methamphetamine or or diphenhydramine, Benadryl, and there are efforts to get better tests available, but they're not available yet. So at the moment, we have the fentanyl test strips. It's a good start, and if you use them correctly, it can be really helpful to make sure um, a substance doesn't have fentanyl. You know, these aren't perfect solutions, but it's a step in the right direction, and getting them as widely available as possible is really important. There, you know, anyone walking down the street in San Francisco might see an overdose and being able to respond to that, at least by calling 911, but potentially by carrying naloxone, Narcan, and, and using that in an emergency is, is certainly a wonderful thing to do. SB 57 has passed the California State Senate and the Assembly Health Committee and was passed by the Assembly Public Safety Committee on Wednesday after a 5-2 vote. It will now proceed to the California Assembly. This episode was written and produced by KCBS Radio's Sydney Fishman. New episodes of Bay Current are out every day, and we'd love to be a part of your daily routine. Subscribe to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube on the KCBS Radio YouTube page. We'll put a link in the show notes. For Matt Pittman and our team at KCBS Radio, I'm Mallory Samara, and we'll chat with you again next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.